Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And then she'll list a bunch of facts. And I'll say, but, and that's it. And it's, um, so I'm very happy to be here, very excited to be here. I, uh, I'm very excited in general. Next month, I'm celebrating my one year wedding anniversary. Which, which uh, I haven't talked to my wife in about eight hours, actually, which is uh, at this point a little bit longer than I like to leave her alone with her thoughts. Because. Uh, we're still starting out, so my plan is basically just every morning I wake up and convince her once again, this is a really good idea, and we can't return our wedding gifts. So, hopefully it all works out. I love being married, though. It's great. It's like dating with consequences. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And people ask me, like, why did you get married? Why did you propose to your wife? And there are a lot of reasons, definitely, but really chief among them is that my wife is smarter than I am. And if you can date somebody smarter, I highly recommend doing that. It is, it's a fantastic way to go. Just surround yourself with smart people in general, if you can. I know dumb people are fun. I am not, not gonna deny that. And if you're dumb, thank you. It's really entertaining for everybody else. But, but if you swap out your dumb friends for smart friends, it's a lot less funny, but you're gonna cut way down on the number of text messages you get at two in the morning. I guarantee you that. <laughs> Nobody asked for $200 that you can't ask about or anything, that's gone, so. And if you can date somebody smarter than you, I highly recommend doing that. As a matter of fact, if you're dating somebody here tonight, uh, one of you is smarter than the other. <laughs> that's just a fact. No two people get together that are the exact same level of intelligence. One person is going to be smart. As a matter of fact, clap if you think you're the smart person in your relationship. <laughs> Boy, was that a mixed bag. Was, uh, <laughs> I like there were a handful of people out there that are like, nope, the smart person doesn't clap right here. I know that. This is, uh, this is a trap. 
It was so interesting to watch. Had, I saw some couples where both people were clapping. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> no, we're not done talking about this, actually. We're going to talk about this on the way home. I also saw some couples where people were definitely together and neither person was clapping. Which is cute, because that can mean one of two things. There's option A, which could be like, hey, I'm not clapping because I think that you're smart. Oh, that's why you're not clapping because you think that I'm smart. Well, that's just... So, do you want to get some gelato on the way home? Because this is... Do you want to adopt a puppy? We're wonderful. That's, that's possible. That could exist as option A. But you have to admit, could also be option B. Which is like, hey, I'm not clapping because I think you're, oh. And you're not clapping because you think, oh. All right. Are we dumb? I didn't know that. That's not, that's not good. No, I don't remember where we parked the car. Actually, that's not. Date smarter, if you possibly can. And I say smart and not clever, because there's, a big difference between smart people and clever people. There are a couple of people nodding out there who've dated clever people before. <laughs> and right now, if you're sitting there and you're like, I'm not sure if the person I'm with is smart or clever. Well, they're clever. That's how, that's how they work. But it's just a totally different thing between dating smart and clever people. And it really comes out when you get into any sort of argument. Like, if I get in an argument with my wife, who's smarter than me, it usually plays out just kind of like, hey, you know what, sweetie, I think I'm right. And then she'll say, no, actually, I think I'm right. And I'll be like, fine, you tell me why you think you're right. And then she'll list a bunch of facts. And I'll say, what? And that's it. And it's, um, it's over, it's really quick, but there's a lot of time left in the evening to get more things wrong, which is very helpful. But clever people, it's a totally different thing. It's a totally different way of arguing because clever people don't use facts. They just bring up times that you've been wrong in the past to completely invalidate your argument. Somebody had experience with this before? It's like trying to date a negative political attack ad against you. You get what I'm saying? So when you come out and you're like, hey, sweetheart, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go hang out with the guys tonight, watch the game. I'm pretty sure I told you about this last week. Then she comes back with, oh really? Drew Barth says that he's pretty sure he mentioned last week he was going out with the guys tonight. But isn't this also the same Drew Barth that was pretty sure the movie started at 8.15 last night? And we know how that one turned out. And isn't this the same Drew Barth that was pretty sure he ordered more flea medicine for the cats online? Wrong again. Are we really going to trust a man who doesn't even know what drawer the big spoons go in? <laughs> Don't. This Thursday, vote no on Drew going out and having a good time with his friends. Because Drew Barth, wrong on big spoons, wrong on everything. This ad brought to you by the woman who knows where the big spoons go. That's... I know a lot of people feel pressure to get married. We didn't really feel much pressure. The only pressure I actually felt was when I actually went to go shop for the engagement ring, uh, because I'd never been 
engagement ring shopping before. The last time I even got a little bit close, I ended up getting in a fight with a girl I was dating. Uh, it was not even over buying the jewelry. It was just a jewelry commercial we saw on TV. We were in kind of that weird sort of where's this going kind of place. And then we were sitting on the couch watching TV and one of those De Beers diamond commercials came on and it used to end with a diamond is forever. And the girl I was dating looked over at me and she was like, you know what diamond is forever. I was like, I know. So is styrofoam, actually. <laughs> Why are you crying? Hold on a second. I'm just saying, it's a lot cheaper and then you'd never lose your ring in the pool. Think about that. Just be like a boat keychain or just float. I, I feel so sorry for guys when I see some of these jewelry commercials because I know that they're targeted just towards guys and not towards women. They're commercials that come on like during a football game and the guy's like, oh, that, oh that, that must be what she wants. I'll get, I'll get her one of those. That open heart, whale tail necklace thing that Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman is selling. I don't know. I'll, I don't know if it's a keychain or what, but I'll bet she'd like it. Huh? The Pandora bracelet the, with the little charms on it where there's a woman at the party. You can tell so much about my life by looking at my bracelet. <laughs> Look at this, see? You can tell I've been to Paris. Here's the Eiffel Tower. And I like horses because there's a horse here. And here's a bottle of wine because I'm bad at forming interpersonal relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Or that ad for the Le'Veon chocolate diamonds? You can't tell me that some dude didn't get a bonus that year, because I guarantee you, they were sitting around a big boardroom meeting and they were like, all right, item number one, what do we do with all the ugly brown diamonds? And one dude in the back was like, ladies love chocolate. They're like, whoa, where did that come from? Is that Phil? All right, Phil gets a Lexus this year. Good for you, Phil. Actually, even Lexus does a commercial that feels like one of those over-the-top jewelry ads. They do it every year around Christmas time for their big December to remember, their big year-end event. They have a car in the driveway with a big bow on top of it and a commercial husband and wife out there. Merry Christmas! Oh, it's a car thing! Oh. That's cool. I wish just once they would zoom in on the house to show the kids in the windows being like, well, guess I'm not getting that bike this year. All right. <laughs> That's not good. Dad messed up. I told you, this isn't good for us. I don't, I don't know. I was getting out of this one. I love being married, though. I love living with a woman. It's great. I don't run out of stuff anymore. <laughs> Especially in the bathroom. And guys who live by themselves know that's a problem sometimes. Sometimes you'll just get in the shower in the morning and be like, oh, there's no soap in here. I'm fresh out of ideas. All right. I'll just turn the water up hotter, I guess, and just scrub really hard with a loofah. You know. My wife will buy multiple bottles of shampoo at a time. It's a brilliant idea. It has never crossed my mind at all. I buy one, one bottle of shampoo, and then when it gets to the end, unscrew the top, hold it up to the shower, Oh, you people have all done this. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe a little, little shampoo cocktail for yourself there. All right, this is going to be the same thing. Wow, that goes right in the eyes. Look at that. 
Maybe if you, like me, you dive into the sink, you bust out the hotel miniatures you've been stealing for the past 15 years. All right, Candlewood Sweets, what do we got today? All right. Blueberry, all right. Wouldn't normally use blueberry shampoo, but I don't really have much of an option. <laughs> and, uh, and this is, uh, this is moisturizer. Yuck. Hi. I'm just gonna be shiny all day. All right. I like our apartment, I like our bathrooms. I have one gripe with our bathroom though, and it's the way that it's set up. It's configured in such a way where when you're standing in the shower and you pull back on the shower curtain, that main mirror is right there. And I'm not usually ready for that. Like, cause normally if you're gonna be naked in front of a mirror, you kind of psych yourself up a little bit, right? You're just be like, all right, here comes the mirror. You just flex the whole time you're in front. Hey, you look pretty good today. All right, just brush your teeth. There we go. I'm putting my contact lens. All right. All right, you deserve a pizza. Good for you. All right. Somehow, I forget every morning. I get done with my shower. I turn off the water. I put my shampoo back. Pull back the shower curtain. I'd rather see a puma in my bathroom than my naked, disappointed, foggy self looking back at me. Also, whoever it was that designed the mirror to go down to here, we need to talk because I've also discovered that kind of my personal self-confidence in my body is directly correlated to wherever I wrap the towel around myself. Like some dudes wrap it around here. Stop it. Uh, I like to go like right around here. If I could wrap it around my neck, that'd be like, like a Kate Poncho kind of thing. That's, that's the look I'd like. My wife and I, we did try and get into good shape for, uh, for our wedding. I've never really, never really had kind of a, a physical fitness goal to get towards. Uh, my wife does like to watch a lot of soccer. And, <laughs> and if you've ever watched soccer with a girl, it is, because those players are ridiculously good looking uh, and in tremendous shape. And it's actually kind of like a level of physical fitness that I feel like anybody can attain which I think is why it's kind of even harder to watch. Like, I don't want to just see a whole bunch of me if I actually applied myself. Like this, I think that's part of the reason why soccer's had trouble catching on in the US the way it has with the rest of the world is that we like our athletes to just be genetic freaks. So that when we watch it, we're like, well, I'll never be that big or that muscular, so I don't even have to try. Oh, so where's that cheese blizzard I was working on? I can, And you can actually even watch other sporting events with a girl and feel okay about yourself. You can watch the NFL and be like, sweetheart, would you like it if I was, you know, 6'6", 250 pounds? Would you even want that? No, that's too big. That's no, I don't That's too many muscles. We couldn't fit on the couch for me. Watch Grey's Anatomy. You'd scare the cat. <laughs> You watch the NBA with a girl. Sweetheart, would you like it if I was, you know, six foot eight? Like that guy, would you want that? No, that's too tall, it's too tall. Because <laughs> we like to spoon, and that'd just be like, that'd be like a spoon and a, and a ladle. <laughs> <laughs> but if you try watching soccer with a girl, you're like, sweetheart, would you like it if I was, you know, 
6% body fat, had a faux hawk, spoke Italian. Sweetie. Fair point. That's a good point. I do uh, do belong to a gym somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Not quite sure where it is. Uh, $16 keeps coming out of my checking account every month. I haven't really tracked it down yet, but I did used to belong to one gym where kind of one of the cool perks was that every month you got one free personal training session with one of their big trainers, which is cool because I don't know anything about working out. But it always would frustrate me because I would always get one of these huge hulking dudes who would never really convey how difficult it was, the exercise that they were gonna have you do. They would just kind of assume you were in fantastic shape. This dude would be like, all right, man, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna come over, you're gonna sit down on this thing, you're gonna grab these two bars and just start pulling them into your chest. Just boom, 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 boom. Boom, see, it's like a metronome. I'm not even thinking about the boom. I'm just not even thinking about the breathing. I'm just thinking about the plates going up. Boom, boom, boom. All right, man, you get down there, you throw down about 25 of those. I'm like, sweet, okay. So I get down, I grab, all right, that's, <laughs> whew. Did you take the safety off on that? Cause that's, um, it's not moving. I'll try it, okay. So I get down, okay. See, there was like a boom, but it was like here. And I don't. I don't want to press my luck on that. Maybe we'll just skip that for now. Where are the showers? Just out of curiosity. If you were to point in a direction, where? My whole level of personal fitness was, uh, my, my goal was actually set for me kind of by my wife. She, uh, she bought me underwear for Valentine's Day one year. Didn't know you could do that. That's... And she got me boxer briefs, which personally I can't buy for myself. I, I usually feel worse about myself when I see the dude on the packaging. <laughs> Do you guys know that guy? The guy with like the, he's got like the He-Man abs and like a papaya shoved down the front. So he's got that cocky look on his face, like, oh, are we filming? Oh, I <laughs> I'm not even flexing, I just wake up like this. <laughs> I open him up and she's like, go ahead, try them on. I was like, okay. I tried them on, I was looking at the box, I'm like, not even close. <laughs> not, I think these are broken, sweetie. <laughs> they are comfortable though, I've totally converted. I love boxer briefs now. Uh, and guys, if you're thinking about making the switch, couple of words of warning. First of all, never wash them in hot water uh, or dry them on the high setting on your dryer. I have a couple of pairs of those where my butt hangs out the bottom a little bit. Uh, I look like a Hooters waitress when I walk around the house. It's not even a special occasion kind of thing. It's not... 
Here's another thing to look for, and I don't think this occurred to my wife at all, but make sure they have a fly on them. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Seriously, they sell underwear for men that doesn't have the little door in the front. I don't... I don't know who they're for. Mannequins? Lego people? I'm not quite sure, but... I didn't realize that that was the pair that I had on until I was in a public restroom and I was rolled up to a urinal and I was like... Oh. <laughs> and it's not panic here. <laughs> some sort of release latch or some sort of... You know, button fly. Kind of, what? What am I wearing? Is, oh, hold on a second. Nope, not on backwards. That was, that was my last guess. Finally, after a couple minutes, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's pretend I'm six. I pulled my pants all the way down. Just... There we go. That's nice. That's breezy. Why'd I, why'd I stop doing this? This is very comfortable. <laughs> hey, what's up, dude? I'm sorry. I didn't... Uh, there's no door. I had to pull them all the way down. It feels nice. No, I don't want any money. Thank you. I... Uh, just not allowed to go back to that target in particular, which makes a lot of sense. So. My wife and I are trying to be uh, trying to be pretty healthy. We uh, last year we decided to go gluten free uh, because we we like food, uh, but we we wanted to pay more for it. It was goal number one. We wanted to get less of it. And we wanted it not to taste as good. So far, we're batting a thousand on that one. And it, you don't realize what an important role gluten plays in some foods. Like cornbread, for example, is not the most structurally sound food to begin with. And then we got some gluten-free cornbread, which was like trying to eat a sandcastle. Like you take one bite into it, and it just all goes down there and smooth. That's how it looked when it came out of the box. Look at that. <laughs> you do find a lot more gluten-free food at other places, though, and particularly in Seattle, where I'm from, it starts to kind of start to spread out a little bit. You don't have to go to you don't have to go to Whole Foods, which is good because I can't afford Whole Foods. Not yet. I keep checking every once in a while. Like, I, I keep checking it out every once in a while. I'll step in. I'm like, mm, nope, not yet. Okay. <laughs> too nice. Too fancy. In particular, the produce section, I feel like I always walk into first. And it looks like nobody's ever bought anything. 
in the produce section at Whole Foods. It's these perfect pyramids of fruit and vegetables, and like if somebody does buy one, a guy has to run out from the back and put another one out there. Like ball boys at a tennis match, they're just sitting there just waiting. Somebody put an apple! That's not an omen or anything, right? That's not... Cool. You guys can edit that out, right? Cool. <laughs> oh, goodness. The most embarrassing thing for me whenever I go to a Whole Foods is discovering a new fruit or vegetable I've never heard of before. That's embarrassing for me when I'm just looking around like, I, what, I don't know. <laughs> then I have to ask one of the stock boys, excuse me, I'm sorry, I've never, never heard of this before. What is that? The guy's like, huh, are you telling me you've never had a Puma Renew? <laughs> it's like if you combine together quinoa and a date and uh, It'll annihilate your colon. Clear out your weekend, actually, because we're on sale today, $27 a pound. That's a pretty good price for the Puma right now. Like I mentioned, I do live in Seattle, which is a good place to be kind of gluten-free and kind of crunchy and such. We, uh, crunchy, it's a good word, yeah. We, we like our healthy food. We don't have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of rain, not a lot of sun, obviously. <laughs> I'm starting to the point where I just don't even like the sun anymore because I never tan. I, like, that would be great if that could happen. I just go white, burn, peel. That's all. That's all that I get. And anyway, a sunburn more than anything now is just embarrassing because I feel like when you have a sunburn, it's basically just wearing a sign around your neck that says, Hey, I, I have no idea how the sun works. I, 35 years later, big ball of light, go figure. I, I don't... And I'm glad I'm married, because it's hard to pick up on ladies when you're peeling and you basically have the last form of leprosy left on the planet. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, where are you going? Here, take a piece of me with you. <laughs> Sun seems to take people by surprise up in the Seattle area. I can't tell you how many times at the beginning of the summer, people will come up to you and start conversations being like, hey, it's staying light so much later. Have you noticed that? Like, it's been getting dark at 9.15, and then, like, two weeks ago, it was getting dark at 8.45. I'm like, well, yeah, this happened last year. I know. I had a friend of mine come up to me the other day. He's like, dude, this sucks. I guess boating season's almost over. I was like, well, you obviously have much more money than I do. I have never, I've never noticed boating season, really. I don't, I don't even know what boating season is, to be honest. I don't know if you stop hunting them at some point, or... If they're under 20 feet, you throw it back? I don't know. <laughs> I would like to have a boat. That sounds nice. There are people, a lot of money up in Seattle now with Amazon and Microsoft. People are getting big boats, getting yachts. Uh, I was recently introduced to the term mega yacht. Somebody had parked one off the shore of Seattle. It was a mega yacht that was worth $110 million. Right? You can't even wrap your brain around that. However, I think the most fascinating part of it was that just to fill it with fuel costs $400,000.
right? Because I've, I've been on a boat before when it's pulled up to like one of those little gas docks. You can't do that with that sort of thing. You can't just pull up there, hey, what's up? How's it going, man? Cool, you got gas? Sweet, I'm gonna need all your gas. All of it. Do you have friends with gas? Call them too. I'm gonna need all the gas you have. Do I press debit? How does this work? It's, it's, it's $400,000. You can't negotiate. I have gold. Will you take gold? I just, I just have a big bag of gold. That's what I... You don't take gold, but you take Discover. That's weird. Okay. I feel like half the appeal of getting a boat is just coming up with the cool name to go with it. And I feel like, especially with yachts and sailboats, they always have these really rich-sounding names. Those things like Lovin' Life, Ain't Things Grand. That's cool. I want to try that with my car. Just, yeah, everybody pile into the shoulda tried harder. That's mine. <laughs> shoulda tried harder, too, actually. <laughs> the last car was stolen. That was a new experience that I had to deal with last year. My car was stolen. I don't know if anybody's ever had their car stolen before. Uh, I didn't love my car. I was also not done using it. More than anything, like seriously, more than anything, it was just a massive inconvenience. I came out, came out of my apartment building one morning, cup of coffee, it was just street parking. Came over and it was just car, car, no car. No broken glass on the ground or anything. And I was like, ha! I totally forgot where I parked my car. This sounds amazing. Cause you don't just default to evil or anything. You just, you're like, no, I'm an idiot. I probably forgot where I parked it. Walked around the whole block, chuckled to myself. It's gonna be so funny where I found my car. It'd be hilarious. I make a whole loop, come back around. I was like, yeah, all right. Now I need to make a phone call, apparently. <laughs> and there was a part of me that thought, you know what, maybe my car was towed because my car had been towed before. I had some parking tickets with the city of Seattle. Uh, I thought my parking tickets were decent. Although according to the city, I also had several outstanding parking tickets. So, not to brag, but they, uh, they don't give those out to anybody. So. But it also didn't quite feel like my car had been towed, because normally when your car gets towed, it's because you left it somewhere you don't feel 100% about. Like maybe you're in a big hurry to get somewhere, you get like the last spot on the curb in front of like the restaurant you're going to, but then like the back third of your car is hanging a little bit into the crosswalk to the point where as you're walking away, you're like, I don't know if that's gonna be there. <laughs> you're saying to your friends, guys, see if you don't mind, I'm just gonna move my car quickly. They're like, well, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna tow your car? And then your car gets towed. And those people disappear. They will not drive you to a tow yard. So I called the police. Uh, actually, first, I called a buddy of mine who lived about a block away whose car had been stolen a month earlier. And I was like, hey, dude, uh, I think my car got stolen. You just went through the whole thing. What do I do? He's like, ah, oh, man, it's, it's terrible. Just call the police. They'll start walking you through it, and they'll get in touch with your insurance and everything. I was like, all right. He's like, when do you think they stole your car? I was like, I don't know, like 2 in the morning or so. He's like, ugh, sucks. Don't you wish you could have caught the people stealing your car? No, actually, not at all. You've met me before. Like, what, what would you imagine I have done? I just would have walked out and said, hey! 
that's not yours. I, wow, they're stealing it faster now. All right, that really bothered him. So I called the Seattle Police Department. I said, uh, yes, I believe my vehicle's been stolen. And they're like, okay, what kind of car do you have? I was like, I have a 1998 Honda Civic. And then <laughs> people chuckling, they're like, oh, I've stolen one of those. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a Civic? It's a very easy car to steal. I never realized how easy it was to break into, except for one time, I accidentally bumped into it a little too hard, and the driver's side door opened and the engine started. <laughs> which I think is a design flaw at some point. <laughs> I called the police, I was like, I have a 98 Honda Civic. They laughed and then <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's gone. Uh, probably not gonna get the back, just get in touch with your insurance. So I called my insurance agency and they started walking me through the process, asking me a lot of questions about my car, about the condition it was in to kind of determine what the value was going to be and my car was not in great condition because it had gotten to a point where I'd had it ever since high school and now it was just about kind of getting from point A to point B. It's not, it's not cool anymore, it's just your car, like a gain of personality. I don't know if anybody else named their car, I named my car, uh, I named him Doug, because, which I know is not a fancy kind of name, but it fits because he had one headlight that kind of looked off in another. <laughs> he just gave off this Doug kind of vibe, like it was just, But he had a lot of cracks and dents and scratches and things, just didn't look very good. So as this woman is asking me all these questions, I figure she's gonna get to the end and be like, okay, based on our calculations, we'll be sending you a bag of gummy bears. <laughs> I didn't have high hopes. Somehow it got to the very end and she said, okay, based on our calculations, we're gonna be sending you a check for $4,200. And I said, yep, that sounds right. And I hung up. <laughs> really fast and I took the $4,200 combined it with my wife's sterling credit history and together we got a new car which was great follow up on that story about eight months later I got another call from the Seattle Police Department and they said hey we've uh, we've located your vehicle I was like ah that's okay uh, <laughs> I don't want you guys to go out of your way or anything we've all kind of moved on he was like, no, it was abandoned in a neighborhood. We've towed it down near the stadiums. You can go down and take a look, see if you, any of your personal effects are still there. Also, we've been in touch with your insurance agency. They're sending somebody down there as well. And my first thought was, oh, no. <laughs> They're gonna want some of that money back. I guarantee you. There's gonna be a guy walking around my car with a clipboard being like, all right, whoa, wait, wait. We paid how much for this? 4,200, that was supposed to be $42, you guys. <laughs> Somebody moved a decibel point. That headlight doesn't even look in the right direction. I don't... But I went down, I saw this car. It was sad. It was the car I had ever since high school. It had been ripped apart. And I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't take a lot of pride of ownership in my car, but I didn't mind driving it around, except when I had to take it somewhere nice. Then it definitely felt a little bit awkward. Like, I lived in LA for about a year and a half. I was dating a girl that lived in Seattle. She flew down for the weekend. We decided to drive down the coast. We went down to Newport Beach, really nice area. I got us a Hotwire hotel, because I'm classy. <laughs> Seriously, if you guys haven't done Hotwire before, awesome deal. $100, get to stay in like a five-star hotel that you have no business being in. 
usually while they're doing massive renovations. They <laughs> were tearing asbestos out of our room while we were sleeping. But I was like, hey, these sheets are soft, so. But it was awkward, because as we were driving up to the hotel, it was one of those ones that has that big sort of roundabout kind of thing with like a couple of fountains in the middle. And then off to the side, they have that special area where they park all the super fancy cars. So a lot of like Maseratis and Porsches and Rolls Royce. And I'm just putt-putting up the hill and Doug. And I turned to the girl I was dating, I was like, sweetie, I am not gonna valet Doug here, right? I hope that's okay, I'll just drop you off, you check in. I'll park somewhere, I'll meet you in the lobby. She's like, okay. So we pull up to the front, she gets out, the valet guy hops out, he's like, hi there, check it in. I was like, yes, she is. Uh, I'm not gonna valet though, I, I'll just park myself somewhere. And the guy's like, well actually, we valet park all the vehicles for everybody who's staying here. I was like, okay. And we both just sat there for a second. <laughs> And he kind of was hesitating, and I swear, for a second, I really thought he was gonna say, if you'd like, we could just throw this away for you, actually. <laughs> we have a pit in the back that's on fire. We can just roll it on in. You can, you can pick up something new in town. So, it's like, fine, I gave you the guy my keys, gave me a little piece of paper, went and checked in, spent the night. Next day, came down, gave the guy my ticket for him to bring my car around, and while we were waiting, I turned to the girl I was dating, I was like, you know what would be hilarious? Like, just to kind of break the tension. What if when he brings my car around, I just start going nuts over the condition it's in? <laughs> like, what if I just lose it? Just pretend like I gave them a mint condition 1998 Honda Civic. And then when they roll Doug's sorry self around the corner, I just go nuts. Just be like, what happened? for 12 hours, where did all these cracks and dents come from? This rust is awfully advanced. I thought that would be hilarious. Uh, unfortunately, before I got a chance to say anything, I looked in through the windshield and sitting on the dash was this little piece of paper with kind of the generic outline of a car on it where they had marked up all forms of previous damage so they wouldn't be liable for it. I've never felt worse for Doug in my entire life. Just. All of his imperfections circled and X's and somebody wrote, should have tried harder on the back. <laughs> but I love living in Seattle, it's my home, and this is the best job that I've ever had. I will tell you though, my second favorite job I ever had, which is fairly unique, I used to work as a tour guide at the Space Needle. Maybe, maybe with this, yes. That's the appropriate level of enthusiasm for this. <laughs> It was not a great job, it really wasn't, but I loved it because I used to walk around the top and I got to answer everybody's stupid questions that they would ask when they got up there. That was worth it for the job alone. Especially from like people from the Midwest that had never been above like 45 feet before, they would just step off the elevator. Holy cow, can I see Alaska? Can I see Alaska? Can I see Oregon? Can I see Canada? Can I see Hawaii? Can I see China? All true, I swear. I, there's no way I will ever forget the dude who asked if you could see China, because he pointed as well, which bothered me. I don't know why. And I was like, wow, Samit, can I see, is that Ch China? China? No. <laughs> no, you cannot see China. Sir, not today, at least, it's foggy. Uh, 
people would get up there, hey, how do I get down? <laughs> how did you get up? <laughs> people would point at the elevators. These elevators go down? No. <laughs> no, they do not. Those are just our upvaders, actually. <laughs> tell you how it works. They come up once, and we have to throw them away. <laughs> we are losing a lot of money on those. You're right, as a matter of fact. If you want to get down, there's a 500-foot-long fireman's pole that goes down the middle, chafes your thighs really bad. We take a picture at the bottom. It's awesome. It's worth it. I had one story that beat everybody else's there, and I promise I am not making this up. This is absolutely true. I couldn't make it up if I tried. One day, I'm standing at my little information podium. This dude gets off the elevator, smiles at me, waves, and then starts walking around, reading all the little facts on the walls, looking out the windows, makes a full revolution, comes back around, stops, looks really confused, makes a beeline for my podium, and says, excuse me, um, I've never been to Seattle before, but um, I know it's famous for the Space Needle. I was just wondering if you could see it from up here. Well, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> but as you may have noticed when you were getting off the elevator. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Reading the stuff on the walls, looking out the windows. They take it down in the winter, sir. Uh, it's, uh, this is a lot of fun to watch, as a matter of fact, but right now you're in the world's tallest pepper grinder. I think that's pretty cool as well. So you guys have been an awesome audience. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family, and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>